0: Hey, podcast. Welcome to episode 110 here on the Yours Truly podcast. My name is Claire Tuning. I am a non-diet registered dietitian, certified intuitive eating counselor, food pun enthusiast, person who loves peanut butter and jelly more than probably anyone you will ever meet, but I'm so happy that you are joining me here today for our episode of the pod. It's been a minute since I've done a solo episode of the podcast. I typically try to alternate guest, and solo and guest and solo. Sometimes I get kind of off of that pattern, but we're going to try to get back on it. Um, I have a lot of incredible guest episodes coming in the near future, but I got to release them slowly to keep the excitement building up. But if you are new here to the Yours to Lee podcast, thank you so much for tuning in. I typically try to do a little fun, lighthearted life update in the first couple of minutes of the podcast. But to be honest, we're going on, what is it, month eight of the pandemic? Let me see, I'm gonna count on my fingers. <laughs> March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October. Yeah, I literally just counted on my fingers. I know you can't see me, but um here I am, still finger counting, eight months into the pandemic, and really the only life updates that I have for you are the coffee drinks that I enjoy from a little trip to Starbucks. So I'm, I'm actually sitting here with my pumpkin cream cold brew. I feel like I should be their ambassador for this coffee drink. I don't care what anyone says. The pumpkin cream cold brew is superior to the pumpkin spice latte. We'll see if I change my mind as it gets colder into the season and I stray away a little bit from the cold drinks, but I really don't think that I will. Let me know, send me a DM on Instagram. Let me know if you're Team Pumpkin Spice, Team Pumpkin Cold Brew. I did a poll like right when the pumpkin stuff came out this season and it was an overwhelming majority of people who voted for the pumpkin cream cold brew. But again, we'll see if that changes when the the season gets a little bit colder. But anyways, hope you enjoyed my not so, not so exciting life update. I don't know if you feel that at all. It's just like pandemic, month eight. What have I been doing for the past eight months other than trying to keep my sanity? I'm not sure again other than going to Starbucks but I would love to, to pause for a moment before we dive into our episode to feature our yours to slayer featured post of the week so if you were new to the show again uh, thanks for being here I always kind of plug a, a post here from our free private Facebook community to share what we're talking about the kind of support that we offer and I think we can always learn from each other's questions. So the post that I'm going to read today comes from a community member who has been hanging out with us for at least a couple of months now. So she writes, I've been practicing intuitive eating for about three months now. I still think about food quite often. And even when I'm not physically hungry, I know we aren't supposed to restrict and I allow myself to eat what I want when hungry, but I'm having trouble allowing myself to eat when I'm not so hungry. Thoughts, advice, so before I dive into to my answer here cuz I do have a couple of Thoughts, some food for thought, if you will, pun intended. But I, I want to first read a comment that one of my previously graduated clients from my one on one coaching program left on this post because I think she brings up some really great points. So my graduated client writes in response I'm by no means an expert, but I can give my experience with this. I've been doing intuitive eating for almost a year now, and it wasn't until last week that I really haven't felt like eating when I haven't been hungry. I believe this is due to my body finally realizing that I can have those foods whenever. Of course, I know everyone is different, but I restricted for so long, much longer than a year, so I knew this was going to take time. So the reason why I wanted to highlight this comment is because of that last statement that she made. She says, I restricted for so long, much longer than a year. So I knew this was going to take time. I know oftentimes when we come into intuitive eating, we are often coming out of uh, the dieting cycle, diet culture, whatever you want to call it, and we might have been in that cycle for a really long time. And something that I think we can all uh, agree about when it comes to diet culture is it really teaches us a skewed perception of how quote unquote progress unfolds and the timeline for that, right? If you've ever seen diet ads, I mean, even watching just TV the other night I, I went on a little bit of a a weekend trip, of course, save it COVID safe, of course. <laughs> my words just kind of blurred together, but I was watching, watching conventional television and I don't typically do that. And within the first like five minutes of sitting down, I saw like so many dieting ads. I think throughout the course of watching this movie, it was a Jurassic World, by the way, throughout the course of watching that movie, I probably saw 15 to 20 dieting ads or commercials. And a common theme that they all had was a really short, timeline of what they were promising, right? It was 30 days or a six weeks detox or, I don't know, some kind of like sketchy ab trainer or supplement that they're claiming offers these incredible results within a relatively short amount of time compared to the amount of time that we will all hopefully be alive. And I think what that teaches us, you know, time and time again, after hearing 30 days, six weeks, uh, two days, you know, the the timelines, I feel like get shorter and shorter, the more I, I listen to these messages, but that really starts to teach teach us that, oh my gosh, if I'm not quote unquote making progress, if things aren't moving fast, then maybe I'm doing something wrong or something is wrong with me. But the reality of it is, especially when we are coming into intuitive eating after years of restricting, you know, decades, however long you have been dieting up until this point, I'm willing to bet that That's a long amount of time of restriction or dieting to recover from. And the uh, unfortunate and sometimes difficult truth to grapple with is what we learn over months, years, and decades of time, especially if some of these ideas were planted in our minds at such an early age, we can't necessarily undo that conditioning around food and bodies within a short amount of time, within a month, three months, a year, a couple of years. Now, can we make progress and move the needle forward? Well, of course we can, right? I think we, we need kind of some of those moments where we see the light at the end of the tunnel, if you will, or we catch glimpses of hope. But the unlearning and the relearning process is often one that takes time. And two, to, to bring it back in a little bit more closely with what this poster was talking about, about being three months in and still thinking about food even when she's not hungry, the recovery process from restriction a unfolds differently for everyone but also often takes a little bit longer on the mental side of things sometimes than the physical side of things so something that she said in her post was that she is at a place in her journey where she feels like she's offering her body adequate fuel and nourishment on a physical level and she feels confident about eating enough and eating when she's hungry and that is incredible and wonderful progress that's kind of the some of the progress that we're looking for and at the same time that doesn't always mean that our mind is a hundred percent on board and healed from that restriction right even if we're giving our body enough fuel on a physical level when we still have years, potentially decades of mental restriction of labeling foods good and bad, sinful, dirty, clean, you know, all of these moralizing terms, eating enough on a physical level is a great start. And oftentimes it's not going to be enough, at least at first, to unlearn some of that mental speak as well. So my best tip for anyone who's maybe going through this, who is feeling frustrated, is to A, remind yourself that this takes time. It's normal to feel frustrated. It's normal to feel like, why the heck can't I stop thinking about food? And at the same time, having those thoughts doesn't mean that you're failing, doesn't mean you're doing anything wrong, doesn't mean that you're never going to quote unquote, get intuitive eating. It's likely just an indication that there is still more healing on the physical, but especially that mental and emotional level that needs to happen in your relationship with food. So I hope that makes sense. I hope that is Helpful, maybe encouraging to anyone who really resonates with what this poster was saying. And yeah, I think that's all I have to say on that. I'm a little hyped up on caffeine. I hope I wasn't speaking too quickly. (laughs) I hope I didn't stumble on too many words. But thank you so much to this Goal Slayer for posting, for a past client of mine, for hopping in and sharing a little bit of her lived experience. But if you are looking to join a community of like-minded individuals to learn about topics like this, to ask your own questions, to get support, we do live videos every Thursday, which... You're about to hear one of those here in this episode, but if any of that sounds of interest to you, I would love to invite you to come join us in our community. So the best way that you can do that is by visiting my website, clairetuning.com slash community. Again, clairetuning.com slash community. You'll find the brief application there that is needed to join. Fill that out, submit it, and my team and I will be back to you about joining us in the GoalSayer community. Oh, and I don't know if I mentioned that that community is free and open for anyone who is interested to join. I might have left that fact out. If you're a, a frequent listener of the podcast, you know that is a free community, but wanted to be sure I added that in there if you are new here. So hope to see you there soon. But without further ado, I hinted at a couple of moments ago when I said we do live videos every Thursday that you're actually going to have the opportunity, if you will, to hear one of those here in this episode, episode 110 of the podcast. So this morning, actually, when I'm recording this intro, it is Thursday, October 8th. I went live in our Goal Slayer community for our weekly scheduled programming that goes by the name of Two-Tip Thursday to talk about the Difference between fullness and satisfaction. Is there a difference? If so, what is the difference? How can we understand the difference? Why is it important to understand the difference if there is one? And it was a a really great conversation with some great interaction from the community. So I just decided to hit record on that and, you know, potentially use it for a podcast episode. And afterwards, I decided that, yep. That was the idea that I was gonna go with. So, without further ado, here is my conversation in the community. So, if you hear me talking to a couple of people in the comments section, <laughs> that's who I'm talking to. I'm not crazy. If you also hear a little bit of like a fan sounding noise in the background, oftentimes when I run my podcast software and Facebook Live and video at the same time, I think my computer gets a little hot, gets a little heated. So if you hear like a a fan noise in the background, my apologies for that. But hopefully you'll still be able to hear and get the full impact of the message. But again, without further ado, here is our conversation about fullness and satisfaction and the difference between them. Hello, Goal Slayers. Good morning. Good morning. I have to tell you, Goal Slayers, before I hit go live on this video. I think I sneezed like 15 times consecutively. So I'm really hoping that all of the sneezes are out of my system before we dive in here. Um, yeah, that would be poor timing to hit record or go live and to only sneeze for the first five minutes of the video. So crossing my fingers. The sneezes are behind me. Um, But as you are coming on team live, Lynn is here. She says, Hey, sis, not only with a heart, but also the fall leaf emojis. Lynn, you know the way to my heart. I have my pumpkin cream cold brew beverage, although I did figure out how to make this on my own. Check my TikTok if you haven't seen it. Um, I did not make this one. I, I took a little stroll to Starbucks this morning because there's does taste a little bit better I don't know what they put in it but it tastes a little bit better than my homemade version at least in my opinion so as you all are coming on team live or team replay you know the drill drop me a comment let me know that you are here So I know who I am speaking with. We can make this a little bit of a conversation and not just Claire rambling on for the next eight to 10 minutes. Um, But I would love to talk on today's Two Tip Thursday about fullness and satisfaction. Is there a difference between the two? Can we use the terms interchangeably? If there is a difference... What is that difference? And maybe how do we distinguish one from the other? So before we dive into this topic with a couple of people that I have here on Team Live, I'd love for you to weigh in with your opinion here. Do you think that fullness and satisfaction are the same thing? We can use the words interchangeably, or do you think these two concepts hint at something a little bit different? So I'm gonna pause for a moment. Please, everyone on Team Live, give me your input. If I knew how to put a poll in here, I would, but I'm not that tech savvy. Um, but let me know your thoughts. Are they the same? Are they different? And then we'll dive into our two tips from there. Lynn says, you got it, sis. Coffee emojis. Uh, Becky, am I saying your name correctly, Becky? You'll have to correct me. If I'm not, I've never seen it spelled that way. And I want to be sure I'm saying your name correctly, but she says, hello, my fellow Virginian friend. Becky, if you don't mind me asking, where are you in Virginia? I love coming across a fellow Virginian. I think Lynn, you're in central time zone. I think I I know that you are not in Virginia, but you're not too terribly far away. So oh, Becky says I'm pronouncing her name correctly. Thank you. (laughs) But as you all are taking a moment to type in, are they the same? Are they different? I want to take a moment to share the two tips, kind of the the outline of what we're going to be talking about today, and then I'll come back and answer that question. So first tip, I am going to be talking about, are they the same? Are they different? Kind of answering that question. And second tip, I'm going to be kind of highlighting the importance of why we need to pursue both of these things. We need to pursue satisfaction in our food choices, and we need to pursue fullness in order to have a relationship with food that is confident and free and healthy for you. Notice I said healthy for you because health is a very individualized thing, and it means something a little bit different for everyone. What's healthy for one person might not be so healthy for another person. So Becky says, I'm from Virginia beach, but originally from Lynchburg. I love that. Um, I'm from the Roanoke area originally. So not too far there from Lynchburg, but now I'm in the the DC area. So a little bit farther from uh, Southern Virginia for sure. But popping into our first tip here, I don't have any votes yet. On, Is it the same? Are these two things different? Maybe I have stumped you all with my questions. Um, But these two concepts, fullness and satisfaction, are in fact two different things. I know a lot of the times in social media, even in some books, maybe reading some posts out there, you may see people using these terms interchangeably, um, but actually they're talking about two different things, at least through the lens of intuitive eating and the approach that I take with my clients. If any of my clients are listening to this on Team Live or Team Replay, a little bit of what I'm going to share here might seem kind of familiar or a little bit similar. So stick with me. You might already know where I'm going. But the best way that I know how to describe how and why these two things are different is to say, fullness is more so talking about the physical sensation of fullness that we get after eating a meal. So again, this is going to be a physical sensation that maybe we feel in our stomachs, maybe we feel it in some taste changes that are happening with the food, maybe we feel it in our mindset or our thoughts, maybe as we approach this physical state of fullness, We start to think a little bit less about food and more about some of the other things that we might need to get done again when our body starts to feel safe and like it is fed and nourished it frees up a little bit more mental space to think about other things because we're not in like primal survival mode all the time so again fullness talks about the physical sensation of being full and of being nourished after an eating experience whereas satisfaction is more so referring to a mental feeling of fullness if you will so the difference here again fullness is talking about a physical sensation where a satisfaction is more hinting at a mental mental fullness a mental satisfaction of being pleased with the eating experience. So again, to go a little bit deeper into describing the difference between these two, I have a bit of a hypothetical (laughs) situation or a story that I feel like really highlights the difference. Again, if any of my clients are here, you have probably heard me share this funny little hypothetical situation story with you. But I say if I were to come into your home, wherever you are, so if I came to visit Becky in... Uh, Virginia Beach or Lynn in Central Time Zone, I think Tennessee, um, wherever you all are, if I walked into your house and I came with like five heads of romaine lettuce, right? You might be like, wow, Claire is a weird house guest. Why would she bring me five heads of romaine lettuce? That's kind of a weird thing to bring. (laughs) Like I knew she was weird, but not this weird. But anyways, I waltzed into your house with these five heads of romaine lettuce. And I said, Lynn, here's your lunch. And you'd be like, what? You want me to eat only lettuce for lunch? And again, very hypothetical situation. I hope all of you know, I am never the dietitian that would mandate you eating something without your choice, without checking with you and your preferences and your cues, etc. But go with me for the sake of our story. So I gave Len, I gave Becky five heads of romaine lettuce. And I said, here you go. Eat up, enjoy your lunch. And at the end, that eating experience, you might feel full, right? Because if we look at romaine lettuce or you know vegetables in general, um, they're a, a voluminous food is what I call them, right? They have a lot of water in them. They have fiber, which takes up a decent amount of space in our stomachs, right? So it might give us the feeling of fullness physically after that eating experience. Also might give us a little bit of stomach cramping (laughs) indigestion, because that's a lot of volume and a lot of fiber to consume in one meal. But again, hypothetical situation. So again, you might feel that sensation of physical fullness, but I'm willing to bet at the end of that eating experience, even though you were physically full, you would probably still be thinking about whatever it is that you actually wanted to eat for lunch before this weirdo Claire waltzed into your house and offered you five heads of romaine lettuce, right? So that really kind of highlights the difference between feeling physically full. You know, that's a thing that we can achieve and we can feel, but that doesn't always mean that we feel a hundred percent satisfied. So for those of you here on team live with me, let me know if this is making sense so far. Let me know if this is resonating with you. You can drop me a a thumbs up emoji. A pumpkin emoji you know I'm a fan of pumpkins so that'll you know give me the memo that you're following you're on the same page now before we get to to tip two or why considering both of these things is very important I'm gonna pause and pop over to our comment section I see Becky says satisfaction doesn't always mean full but satisfied with whatever you've been consuming Full is the actual sensation from your stomach being full physically. Becky hit the nail on the head and I will say that she had that comment in before I started describing the difference. So she was on the right track before I even even had the chance to answer my own question. Amanda, Amanda's here. Amanda, I miss you in our frequent calls. Amanda graduated from one-on-one coaching not too long ago. It is so good to, I say, see your face. I can't see you, but see your name. How about that, Amanda? And then Becky gives me a pumpkin emoji to say that we're on the same page. Thanks, Becky. So popping into our second tip here of why it is important to consider both of these things when we are on our intuitive eating journeys, our food piece journeys, whatever we want to call it. So I think we can all agree that maybe one of the many goals of intuitive eating is to help us feel like we are in a place in our relationship with food where we can eat in a way that helps us to feel nourished and energized and pleasant, at least on a most of the time basis, and in a way that helps to free up some of our mental space and energy for thoughts that don't have as much to do with food, right? You know, anyone who has ever been through the dieting cycle, this is something that I talk about in depth in my intuitive eating online course that came out almost a month ago at this point. It's crazy to think it's been that long. But if you have been in the dieting cycle, you know that after any length of time, but especially lengthier amounts of time trapped in that cycle, more and more of our thoughts typically tend to be consumed by food. That could be for a lot of different reasons. It could be because we're not eating enough in general and our bodies are like, hey, I need more food and energy to survive. It could also be because the foods we are eating aren't as satisfying as we want or need them to be. So we're thinking about food and we're fixating on it because we're just not satisfied based on what we're eating. This could be happening... For a lot of different reasons but let me know if that resonates with you you know if you've ever been in this dieting cycle and after any length of time you have just felt that more of your thoughts than you would like are consumed by thoughts of food and as a result of that you know other parts of your life maybe start to suffer maybe you can't focus as much on your relationships your career school being a dog mom or a cat mom, whatever it is that is important to you, again, other parts of your life start to suffer because you're thinking about food more than you would like to be. Um, We're kind of feeling obsessive in a way, for lack of a better term. So again, if that's one of the, the goals of our intuitive eating journey is to be in a place in our relationship with food, where of course we think about food so we can survive, we can eat, we can enjoy food, but it's not taking up all of our mental energy, then we need to consider both of these ideas, right? How am I gonna eat in a way that's going to leave me feeling full and nourished and energized from a physical perspective? And how can I learn to eat and nourish my body in a way that's going to leave me feeling mentally satisfied as well? Because if we're eating, only for fullness, uh, it makes a lot of sense that we might feel okay after eating. But again, kind of like my example with the romaine lettuce, odds are you're going to end a lot of your eating experiences still fixating on food because you're not actually eating foods that you enjoy. On the flip side, if we're eating foods that we enjoy, but we're not eating enough or we're being restrictive in the amounts, it makes a lot of sense that at the end of an eating experience, We might feel mentally satisfied saying, wow, that was so good. But if our physical energy and fueling needs aren't met, then for a survival purpose, our body is going to keep us fixated on food because it's thinking, I need more fuel to keep the engine running, (laughs) metaphorically speaking, if we're comparing us to a car, which... We're not really like cars, but go with me on the analogy there. So I hope this makes sense as far as not only why these two things are different, And we can't really be using these terms interchangeably. But also, I hope this conversation has been really helpful in highlighting why we need to consider both of these things when we're heading into an eating experience to really be able to end that meal or snack feeling as pleasant as possible, both from a physical and a mental perspective and to also end that eating experience, feeling like we have the energy and the fuel to move on with our day, at least until we get to our next eating experience without having to fixate or obsess over food every minute of the day until we get to that next eating experience. So I'm gonna take a breath and a sip of my pumpkin coffee, and then I'm gonna pop in with the comment section one more time, and then we're gonna sign off. Becky says, 100% it is hard to find the balance of healthy, trusting your body, and enjoying foods without restriction. Becky, you bring up a really awesome point, and that's kind of the, the gray area and the nuance of this conversation, because saying something like, find your fullness and find your satisfaction... Seems really simple on the surface level, but there are oftentimes a lot of layers that we need to consider, and those are going to be individual to each person to help us get to this place where we're honoring and we're considering both of these topics. So if any of you are wanting more information on fullness, how do I find my fullness cues? What the heck does that feel like? How do i honor them why is this so hard for me maybe you're also looking for more information on satisfaction how do i make a satisfying meal or a snack how do i know what foods i even like of course stick around in this community we have conversations on all of those topics excuse me on a fairly regular basis but i will also point you to the course that i alluded to a little bit earlier here in our conversation so if you're not aware i recently released an online course. It is self-paced. Once you come into the course and claim your spot, you have access to it for the rest of your life. So your access doesn't expire, but it's called the intuitive eating discovery course. We talk about how intuitive eating is different from dieting. We talk about how to silence your inner food police. We talk about discovering what our hunger cues like, uh, what our fullness cues are like, and how they surface and feel in our bodies, and a lot of different things as well. There's bonus content on mindful eating, body image, additional resources to learn from practitioners and activists, Beyond just myself and the resources and the tools that I have to offer, so if you are interested again in learning more about that and kind of filling in some of the gaps from this conversation, all the information there is on my website, so clairetuning.com/slash course. But that is all that I have for you today. Goal Slayers. Thank you so much for everyone who is here on team live with me, Lynn, Becky, Amanda. I know there were some other people here that didn't pop in and say hi. So I don't know your names today. Hopefully you'll tell me next week. Um, but if there's anything that I can help any of you out with between now and next two tip Thursday, you know where to find me. And I hope you have a wonderful fantastic weekend. Talk soon. There you have it, podcast. That was episode 110 here on our show, the Yours Julie Podcast. As always, thank you so much for being here, for listening to me ramble about Starbucks, like the basic fall chick that I am <laughs> for learning the difference between fullness and satisfaction and catching a glimpse as well into our community. Again, if you'd like to join the Yours to Legal Slayer free private Facebook community, you will hear a lot more Two Tip Thursdays, what you kind of caught a glimpse of today, but you'll be able to hear those on a weekly basis. So again, you can find the application to join at clairetuning.com community community. Also the intuitive eating discovery course that I mentioned there at the end, I actually have a special deal, if you will, for all of the listeners of the yours truly podcast. I've touched on this in a couple of the previous episodes, especially the ones that were closer to the launch of the course. But since I mentioned that at the end of the video, I did want to provide a reminder that if you're interested in learning more about that, seeing all that it includes, the bonus content, seeing the title of all of the audio modules, and joining the, the community of fellow course participants, A, you can do that by visiting clairtuning.com slash community. And if you decide that is the place for you, you want to get started on your intuitive eating journey as soon as today, Yes, I said today, no waiting. Um, I would love to offer you a discount as a thank you for being a listener of the podcast. So if you visit cleartuning.com/ course and enter the code podcast, that's all together. I believe the website will accept it if it's uppercase or lowercase but clairetuning.com slash community code podcast at checkout. That will save you 10% off of your enrollment investment exclusively for our listeners of the podcast. So that's all I have for you today. As always, like, share, tap those five stars, leave us a review if you love what you're learning here on the podcast, share it with anyone who might also find this content to be helpful. And we'll see you back here next Wednesday for episode hundred and 11. But until then, take care and we'll talk soon.